What's going on, everybody? Seven minutes past the hour. It is Friday, and you are tuned in to the Brothers Podcast. Give round applause for your goddamn sales. Come on up. We ain't did that type of shit in a long time. Yeah, but we ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. Right. We ain't doing a mug. We had to retire that. We ain't did the pom-pom cheering squad shit in a long time. (laughs) We had to retire that shit because it was getting kind of corny. It was getting real... uh, Corny? Yeah. Yeah, I think whole, that's what whole bushel of corn. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, we need to kinda yeah. end that shit. But nonetheless, I am Dante Chase Bridges, aka Dante Chase Bridges never the never needed an aka, something like that. Yeah, you, 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 forgot your, you forgot your hashtag yeah, line? Because you know what, this, this is the thing right here. It's getting to the point oh. where it's like you don't need the gimmicks or nothing like that anymore. You no, are, you always need you always need a gimmick, sir. You always need a gimmick. Yeah, you know, but that's how you I can naturally show. flow now. You can actually flow I can that. naturally flow. So I can come in and out of it. A lot of times I don't really have to think about it. But we're going to do it for doing its sake. So Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, never needed an a.k.a. Along with my co-host, state your name. Steven City P. Watson. And of course, you know what that means. We, we are, are the, the brothers. brothers. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Man, that's like an old school <laughs> hip hop. Old school hip hop. I'm intro. telling you, bro. It's... I'm sitting there like these are the words. What? Oh, what? You become aware of yourself, and you say, "God damn!" But nonetheless, man, we got a very, very important topic. Even though we're joking today, because we got to discuss some things that's been happening in current news. It's 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 some chaos going on in the world right now, man. I think chaos is the understatement. Very, 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 very chaotic world right now, especially in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, okay? Yeah. But before we get into any of that, we got to do a little something that we call Town, Town Hall, Hall Business. Business. Mr. City P, what's going on with you? Shout out to my right shoulder that apparently I don't know what just happened to it because it's like throbbing and it's in pain and it's just hurting like a mother. How right old now. are you? I am... Nobody's business, okay? Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm 34. Okay, okay. 34. You know I'm what 34. happened? You slap on it wrong. That's what happened. Probably did. Because we 34. Shit like that just happened. But no you know reason. what? I went the whole day until I got in the gym, and then as soon as I sat down to get ready to get dressed, it went, ah, ah, ah. That's what happened. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> That's what happened. You ever been walking and your knee just pop out of place for no reason? Oh, uh, man. Because you're 34 now, man. 34. <laughs> man, let me tell you something. I hate it. Everything. Let's get to the point. Go Shout ahead. out to, of course, one of our affiliates, Jennifer Williams, the Beauty and the Brain Pod Sports Podcast. Yeah. My personal sports podcast with her. We are doing that shit. It's also under the hub. Please. Be sure to look out for that next episode. It's coming soon. We always, always, always. And also, we just had a shout out to a long lost brother of the Brothers Hub, our official DJ, JMC, who just shouted us out on his podcast, Daydreams to Reality. Daydreams. Daydreams to Reality on World Air TV. That's their hub. Daydreams to Reality on World Air TV. They just shouted us out. Yo, please peep them. They're young. They're coming up in the podcast game. They're doing their thing. If you like the games, you like the, the music culture, you like anything that's hip going on, check with these young bloods. I'm sorry, I forgot his young brother. This part of the crown name. That guy. Ryan Davis. I think it was Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis is a comedian. 
Ryan Davis. It's the last name was Davis. My man, I'm sorry. I apologize. Ryan Davis invented the screenshot where he My showed brother, the video. I apologize. Dumb brother, I apologize. Because I saw your name and then immediately I kind of lost it and I apologize. His last name was Davis though. Okay. But they're doing a live stream actually right now to so peep them out. Regardless, we got love for them, man. They always got love for them. So shout out to all of our affiliates. I'm going to get back to old school. Shout out to WIAN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. That is Nashville, Tennessee. Big up to Kevin Mumphreys for putting us on that. Shout out to iHeartRadio. You can catch the brothers live streaming there. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to Anchor. And shout out to I, him, and everybody that made the brothers possible. Because you know we ain't nothing but a Google away. I'm not saying that. Take your ass to Google and Google the brothers. You'll see us. We'll pop up. Boom. You'll learn all about us. Get to well, I don't know about learning all about us, but you yeah, learn I'm what, all over. But Google. you learn what we talk about. I'm all over Google now, man. Have you put your name in, Stephen Watson? No, I don't like the search myself. I'm on every. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird um, enough that I have I'm narcissistic because I sometimes put my name in. I mean, yeah, you're a narcissistic. <laughs> I'm not narcissistic. On that one, <laughs> that's not narcissistic. That's business. I'm just trying to see what my digital footprint is out there. I don't know if I want that big of a digital footprint. Why don't you? I'm I don't know. Like, like personal information like that out there. Like, uh, you know. You're going to be the first introverted media host that's trying to blow up. You want to be an introverted person that blows up. So you want to blow up and not blow up at the same damn time. I'll be a trendsetter at least. No, you'll be unknown, my dude. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be a known unknown. Don't you understand? Listen. Don't you understand, like, sometimes you got to have a little bit of mystery about yourself? Yes, but this is not dating. This I'm is business. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I, I, I thought if this was a first date, I'd be like, bro, you need to pull back. But no, go for it. <laughs> this is not a first date. I was just saying. <laughs> but anyway, regardless of the cantankerous banter that we're doing right now. Yeah. I've did my shout outs, man. You have anything else you want to say, man? Uh, no. So, well, let's, well, on that note, let's get straight to what's going on out here. Okay. We can do that. So. Because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Now, now, wait a minute, Steve. Go ahead. So, me. <laughs> I saw it in your spirit. Your shamanaha was starting to come oh, out. Okay. I could feel it, okay? Oh, Stop what? your mama. Shamanaha. When you speak in tongues, bro. I know what's up. Okay, like, so why are you looking like that? I was sitting like, yo, what? That was the oldest, Shamanaha, oldest. About a that was the oldest, like, speaking in tongues phrase I've heard in a long time. My great grandmother, God rest her soul. Speaking said, of old, and not to cut off the thing about the grandma, I wish you wouldn't say it at the end. Yeah, now you're like, making me look like a jerk for cutting yeah. you off. <laughs> I, I, I almost raised the eyebrows. <laughs> I didn't hear except the part <laughs> grandma at the end. I was like, ah! But speaking of that, man, hey, man. Dope jersey, man. Shout out to uh, Kobe Bryant. Shout out to the LA Lakers because now they are officially wearing the Black Mamba uniform if the playoffs still happens. That's if. Well, they for record, they're starting back tomorrow. So, Are they really? Yes, they are. I hope they are, man, because we got some bets. You know, Vegas has lost their damn mind when Milwaukee did what they did. I know. And you it, know what? It's a lot of money. Because capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. It's a lot of money that goes into basketball. <laughs> it, this is not just a friendly sport. I know they say it's just a game, but a lot of people have gotten murdered because of that game. So You know that, fun fact, you know Disney spent a billion dollars just to have the NBA playoffs in 
Disney World. You mean like that bubble, just the whole bubble setup? Yeah, all that cost a billion dollars because you got to pay a billion dollars for the setup mm-hmm. and you got to pay a billion dollars to them to go to even go play there. You know what I wonder? Like, 500, excuse me. 500 for the setup. 500 million. Did you say a billion? I said a billion. Total amount was a billion. They spent the billion dollars for the NBA bubble. Because the 500 million, half of that shit had to go for the players when you're going to play there. And they wow. had to set up combinations for them and everything. Now, yeah, that's and my question. And to build the courts and all that shit. That's my question. Are they in the same building? Like in the... Well, it's a campus, basically. It's like a whole... From what I read, it's a whole campus. They're not all sitting in the same, but they also interact. Is Disney's campus? Is this what it is? Yeah. Disney World is big as hell, bro. How can you have a whole NBA association in one little piece of Disney World not be big as hell? Well, no, it's not God, like, well, you know, me. they are opening up Disney World to the public, but it's not like, but this one section is where they're at. It's a big section, but this is where they're playing at. They just can't allow people in there. Mm-hmm. So there's a big, so like I said, you said Disney World's a pretty big place. I can't remember how big it is because I haven't been there in like, since I was a kid. But so, you've been there. I can't remember. Because you have a horrible childhood if you've never been to Disney World. I've been to Disney World, but I don't exactly remember everything that happened to Disney World. You don't remember Epcot Center, MGM, or nothing like that? You ain't never rolled back to the future? You ain't never had a big-ass drumstick of a turkey leg? You ain't never had none of that? Your mom ain't never screamed at you for getting on a ride? Uh, that was Jaws, but you was petrified, but she made fun of you in front of your all your cousins and stuff like that. But you had to get on regardless. You cried a little bit, but you were seven years old. Who the fuck cares? Okay, seven-year-olds cry. You ain't never had that type of experience? Are you projecting right now? Maybe. I'm just, okay. I mean... I mean, I did went, I went to Six Flags. So maybe. what if I don't want to get on the elevator drop? That don't make me less of a man. I'm, I'm eight years old, okay? Like, Jaws is scary. I didn't even like water at that time. But no, get on the goddamn ride, Chase. All your cousins getting on the ride and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, we're black, so we know it's natural that we don't. But why was all my other black cousins all gun ho Making me look like a punk. they were older. They? No, they wasn't. Were they? Someone was younger. Okay. Well, I just didn't like roller coasters at the time. Well, you know what? I Shit. You know what? Um, on this therapy session right now... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go we're back. Gonna, we're gonna get to Kenosha. But listen, <laughs> the Batman did some things to me at Six. No. Okay, but, but the Batman ride at Six Flags. Batman was I scary. It. I missed it. You, you, did you I missed the Batman ride at Six Flags. Open Is Six Flags still open in uh, Gurney? I think they're doing a limited thing, like right with the whole uh, COVID shit. They're doing limited shit. Oh, but it's still open, right? Yes. I think what we should do is plan a brother's trip to Six Flags. Maybe not this year. Mm. But like maybe next year. You remember those times of the years I used to always plan those Six Flags trips, like every fucking year. What you talking about school? No, like well, amongst the friends. Like we remember, remember when I was trying to gather all y'all motherfuckers up. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, and then nobody, <laughs> none of y'all ever showed up. It was some. No. Did y'all end up ever going to no. Six Flags? No. So it was only just. The it happened people. one time. <laughs> it happened once. It was one year one it actually happened, huh? It was one enough for one car. Two. We had two cars. Oh, then you did it. What you complaining about? Bro? That was like <laughs> over a decade and a half ago. I bet if you go right now, you'll look at Six Flags and be like, this is small as hell right now. Probably yeah, because I'm grown as fuck. I so. bet it looked like a Blue Island amusement park right up the street. The Blue yeah. Island amusement park. Was- no, because no. it reminds me of Kittyland. You know you used to have the best amusement parks, man? And you would have had to live in Chicago for this. On 119th Street, right on Marshfield. 
because they ain't did it this year. But you remember, like, every year they would have, like... A carnival? A carnival that'll pop up. The right one off, right off the expressway. Right basically. off the expressway. You know that carnival rotates around all over the south side of Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember it being on 95th and Stony Island. Uh-huh. It's on 87th sometimes. And 119th. That's all I remember. I don't remember being on nowhere else. I never did one of those carnivals. Yeah, but I remember the traffic that used to get around them motherfuckers. Oh, the traffic was murder. Yeah. You ain't never took, like, one of the... Little girl that you was trying to entertain to one of them little carnivals. Paid that little two dollars rust bucket trying to get into the amusement park. All that you never did that. No. Bro. Well, I did. Well, I did take one to the Bud Billiken Fest. That somebody could have got shot at the Bud Billiken Fest. You know what shit happens at Bud Billiken Fest? It yeah. was. And you think it was a back to school thing, but you know people get shot. No, it is Washington Park after yeah, all. Yeah, that's 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 a, a reggae juke joint drug dealer slash. Uh, let me find this girl I've been chilling with for a long time. To the people who don't know what Washington Park is about, you don't kind of. Yes. You don't. But speaking of getting shot in a park. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get y'all recapitulated. Did I say that word right? Because I feel like I stumbled. Recalibrated. Re- recalibrated. Calibrated. Recalibrated. That's what you said. Cal- recalibrated. I said, no, you, you keep on messing up the word. Yes. I ain't messed up nothing. You're the root of this. How am I the root? I ain't even do nothing. All right, go ahead. Let's start. Let's recalibrate because this is a very important topic. As a matter of fact, it's so important that it's not just about one particular incident. A little bit ago, a little earlier this week, we had a couple of incidents that occurred consecutively. The first one we had occur was dealing with a police shooting of a young black man named, could you give him the name please? Jacob Blake, I think it is? Yes, Jacob Blake. He was supposedly, allegedly, mm-hmm. breaking up a fight while the police was called. When the police got there, the man was supposed to get away by moving away, not having any weapons on him, and the police first attempted to tase him and then shot him in the back seven times. As he was entering his truck. In front of his children. That were in that truck. That's terrible. Yes. So what happened after that was just what has been happening, the culture of what has been happening when police brutality happens. A lot of rioting, a lot of anarchy almost in a sense. Mm -hmm. And what occurred after that was a young 17-year-old Caucasian man. <laughs> or should I call him man? He's not a man. No, he's a 17-year-old teenager. 17-year-old teenager, but he was doing manly things. Because he attempted to go from Antioch, Illinois, travel with his mother to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he got himself into a lot of trouble. What did he end up doing? One of the things he ended up doing is killing two people. We got a lot to talk about this. We're going to have to unpack this whole situation. So let's rewind going back to the part with this Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the senseless police brutality that has been sweeping the world, okay? And I want to get your thoughts on this city, P. Yeah. So, man, just, just give me something about it, man. How you feeling? How, how, how you processing it? You talking to the young kids about it or anything like that? Well, let's go ahead and assess what's going on. Let's talk to the young kids about this. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of kids about that. I've talked to a lot of people on social media. I've engaged in some debates on social media about this. I even got blocked by somebody who was... You got blocked? I got blocked by somebody who was ill-informed. But it all comes down to basically we have to understand what's going on here and what the games is being played. 
Jacob Blake has been proven that he's had a criminal record. Now, the criminal record has been at some levels that we've seen over the last couple of hours has been exasperated. For instance, like they said, oh, he he's a pedophile and he got what his concern, well, got what he deserved. Right. It's already that's been debunked. Apparently, that's been debunked and said, you know, he's not a pedophile. He never sexually assaulted a fourteen-year-old girl. Apparently, that was a rule. Yeah, everybody. because they had the felony sexual assault charges. Yeah. He had a warrant. Now, there, now there wasn't. It was a sex as a felony sexual assault accusation. Apparently, his ex-girlfriend slash baby mama mm. filed the claim, and then. You know how you have these domestic issues where you go, they call the police on each other. One calls the police claiming this. One of them calls the police to that. Naturally. That's basically what they're saying. This is why the reason why it came to that. So that's why he got that sexual assault accusation on him. Because the baby mama put that claim on him. Okay. Now, whether it's, if it's true or not, that's, no, we won't know. But we know if he's, that's a pretty shitty thing to do. But in the situation that happened during that day, you can't sit there and tell me that those accusations, those cases, or any other things, or any other charges that he may have had, played any factor into what transpired. Because there's no way a police officer would have known that right off the top of his head, especially mm-hmm. knowing who this young man is. So why do you think they brought him up? To dirty him up, to make it seem like it's you know he's a career criminal and saying he got what he deserved, which I don't understand why you would say he got what he deserved because. Seven shots in the back while going into a truck with your kids in it is a little bit too excessive to say you know about this. Let's just, uh, seven shots in the back. Let's just take one moment to realize how, not even premeditated because you're in the act, but how malicious shooting somebody seven times in the back is. Right. Bang, 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 yes, bang. You have almost emptied an entire clip out on one man that was running away from you. Right. That is something that is completely, completely. It got to be completely out of the police rule book. I mean, I got to be policing one on one that you don't shoot someone that is running from you. Well, let's break down a little bit. We'll break down a little bit more because the situation is that what they're going to try to prosecute in our processing court. They're going to rule this that he resisted arrest. They're basically saying is, if you go into that truck and you go into a car and you reach under a seat, that is by training a police officer has a right to use excessive force or lethal force mm-hmm. in this matter. They're going to say, this is what they have been trained to do. You are always trained to never let the suspect go into a vehicle to retrieve anything. And if he does... You have to use lethal force. I can understand that. And that's what they're going to play up right now. Let's right. understand this. This is what they're going to play up in court. Yeah. Now, it's been documented, it's been reported apparently that there was no knife or gun inside this truck, which kind of makes sense because why would you have a knife and a gun or in a truck where you have children in there? But let me add something up. Have you seen the pictures of him? It's almost like an aerial view shot yeah. where he's holding something. At first, they tried to say that it was sunglasses, uh-huh. but then someone had did like a screenshot comparison to it being one of those two to three inch knives. Yeah. But as I said, because of those gra- because of the angle, the shot, and the quality of the camera, it is rather inconclusive to see what it is. Some people say it was car keys they had. The car- reason okay. why the police were brought in was because his baby mama, apparently his baby mama, 
wanted it, he confiscated his baby mama's car keys and she did not like that so she called the police because apparently her what I'm reading her baby mom got into an altercation and okay. he was trying to squash the altercation he confiscated her car keys he didn't give them back to her and she called the police now was, I thought they said this was domestic violence like he was breaking up something dealing with domestic violence so right. is the dynamic he broke up a fight with his baby mama and her boyfriend at the time? Is this what the dynamic is? Apparently that's what the dynamic was. But because they have such a tra- uh, rough track uh-huh. history. Of, I'm sorry. Because they have such a background. Because you got to get the background. Right. You can't just because they have such a background because they have to be like at each other's throats like this still. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you knew when the police get called something was going to happen. Naturally, as a black man, right. and you're a black woman, you know right. what the consequences of calling them people. So as the police arrive in a situation, they see him here. He's there. He's the only person there. So immediately he gets questioned. Hmm. Maybe, he refused to, maybe he refused to address them. And they tried to restrain him. Obviously, they chose methods to restrain him. And that didn't work out, which I'm still trying to figure out how that doesn't work out. Because how the fuck do four police officers... Can't restrain one man, and you're trained police officers. You can't restrain one guy. True, true. And you seen Jacob Blake? Like physically seen Jacob Blake? He looked like Max B. You and I could probably <laughs> restrain him ourselves. I could restrain him myself. I probably restrain him myself too. <laughs> like he's not that physically dominant to be over anybody. True. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how is it that four trained on-duty police officers from Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. can't restrain one black man to the point where you don't even have to use that level of force. Yeah. So it almost you kind of have to look at this with a side eye almost because you're like, okay, you try to restrain him, that didn't work. You tased him, that didn't work. You grab the man by the wiper. You can see in the video. You grab this man by the wiper to prevent him going the truck. He's still walking. You mean to tell me your other three police officers couldn't help you out in this? You had to pull a gun out and point it at his head and back to stop him and he didn't do nothing? To be honest with you, man, I'm going to keep it 100% real. Good. Although it's easy to just fall into that paradigm of another black man got shot, Mm -hmm. it's time to riot, time to destroy everything. I don't know all of the details because sometimes like just me hearing you talk mm-hmm. it's not making all the sense in the world so, it probably never will okay it probably so never will. the one thing that you did say and, th- and this what doesn't make sense to me there were four police officers that restrained him or supposedly was restraining him mm-hmm. and yet you showed a picture of him running away from a car so I'm assuming that they restrained him or tried to restrain him before he got to that car. Now, just like how we said that this was a minuscule man, not to, you know, no disrespect to him, right. but he was little in statue. And you're dealing with four trained police officers. Mm-hmm. How couldn't they apprehend him, detain him, or contain him and to the point where he can actually run to his car or brandish a knife, allegedly, that they say? How wasn't that situation handled? How did he get away? There, there's so many un seen questions and it's not saying that i'm on the side of cops because i'm really not right. but i'm looking at this at uh more of an on an objective basis right because what tends to happen is 
sometimes the media can use us as pawns. Mm-hmm. And they do it all the time. They know that this specific type of thing can ignite African-Americans across the country to do things that can cause more harm to African-Americans, which is destroy businesses, which causes more sanctions. Because just like in Chicago, when they destroy uh, Yves Saint Laurent, Gucci store, the first thing that Mayor Lightfoot did was set up what? She set up more mandates. Okay, she made looting not a misdemeanor anymore, but it became a felony. So the one thing that I look at now is before I jump into who's right, who's wrong, objectively speaking, what are the ramifications? Because it looked like it's just going into looting and looting is just going to be more mandates. Mandates going to end up more black people getting locked the fuck up like what happened now. And so I need to know all the answers. I really do not even all the answers, okay. but give me seventy five percent. Well, the thing about this whole situation is, is that we could go off what is considered inconclusive. Okay. Because the thing is, is that we don't know exactly what built up. We had clips, but we don't know what built up to this. All we know is hearsay, she said, hearsay, hearsay. We, all we got is this clip, this level, this what minute or two, somewhat. Level footage showing a black man getting shot. Right. So that's all we can go off of. So it's really hard to try to figure out or try to understand exactly how this came about or how this played out. All we know is this was the end result. It's kind of like you didn't watch a whole three quarters of a game, but you. You saw that they beat their ass. Yeah, you saw that they by, beat their ass. 20 points. Right. And you just kind of want to figure out how we got to that point. Yeah. So now we're here trying to dissect and figure out exactly what the situation is. We just put this man's track record out, his whole criminal record out there, and a lot of that shit got misconstrued. Now we don't really know exactly what's true or what's not. We know what these cops did. We don't know how much level of restraint they tried to use to try to restrain him. Right. So we don't know what's going on. All we know is the end result. So it's almost like you gotta kind of take a stand somewhere, but you don't know where. Let me be completely honest with the way that I feel about this. Go ahead. Be free. I feel that we might be getting set up. I feel like we're getting manipulated by the media. Because we don't know exactly what happened. There's so many pictures of him brandishing a weapon or it might be sunglasses or this, that, and the third. There's pictures of him running to the car when four cops I know can apprehend a man that maybe is a little bit over 150 pounds. That's what he looked like. Yeah. So, me personally, I look at the long game instead of short game. I look at the fact of what is going to be the ramifications of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, are there going to be more mandates? Is there going to be more laws passed that restrict our freedom? Because everything that's going on for these past six months has been nothing but restriction of freedom of black, white, Mexican, Chinese, no matter what race you are. So when I look at this and see things hit mainstream, the first thing I say is, okay, what's going to be the end result? Who's going to go to jail? What laws are going to get passed? And the one thing you got to remember is, we are in mid-election season. Of course. Mid-election season. Everybody knows that things like this, especially the whole COVID, especially killings of African Americans, mm-hmm. starts to pop up on the election year. So my thing is not about black lives being killed. 
because I would protest that more than anything. Mm-hmm. My thing is, what's actually going on? What's really going on? Who's got the puppet strings? Because you know the media has the puppet strings, and they're making us dance to the emotional tune that they want us to. Right. And it's not about me not being sympathetic to the situation, but as a man, I feel a man is supposed to look at things logically, even when everything around him is being emotional and irrational. Mm-hmm. So I believe it would be unmanly or unmasculine of me to not look at all sides before I make a conclusive not understanding, because I don't believe we'll ever have all the understanding in the world. But before I make a conclusive decision on the way that I'm going to move, and I got to look at the long game. Because if I go out here right now and say I'm tired of police killing black people or anybody, mm-hmm. and I go and uh, knock down a Gucci store and take $500 worth of merchandise, get hit with the looting laws as a felony, and go to jail, what have I accomplished? I have to be able to think all paradigms, all dynamics before I say, God damn it, another black man is shot. I'm, I'm against black men getting shot, but I think it's better ways to move than the ways that we've been moving. But let's go, let's make one thing go conclusive though. What's up? Do we not sit here and look at that clip and say, that's definitely excessive? Yes. On that alone, I would say that's enough to say that's wrong right. and where people who are responsible for that should definitely face the punishment. We understand right. it was excessive force. It was excessive force against a black man. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that we have seen time and time and time again. Right. Just in this year alone. That's definitely true. And now we're not even talking about the years prior. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this year alone. So... We can agree that we're in a situation right now, an emotionally charged situation, where we're almost at the breaking point where we go, what else are we going to do? We didn't see the protests. We didn't see the marches. We didn't see the sit-ins, the boycotts. The damn NBA just had a whole boycott that lasted over this whole over the Jacob Drake, Jacob Blake um, shooting. That lasted was about to last pretty much three days. Yeah. And we're so much in an emotional moment about this. It's kind of like, what the fuck else do we have to do to get the point across that we as black men okay. and black women too? Okay. We just want to exist in this world equally. Keyword. Emotion. Right. Now you just said we just want to exist in this world equally. Uh-huh. There is a parable that always says, "In order to stop evil men, you have to have good men that have evil skills." Yeah. Okay. So there is no peace without violence. Right. So anybody that want to exist in this world peacefully mm-hmm. is going to have to have some form of violence on them. Now, let me just bookmark that. I want to get to the question. Actually, the statement that you said, because I got two simple solutions. And I've always said this. I think one of the biggest ways that we can stop a lot of this police brutality, unnecessarily violence with the police. You know how they say police reform? Yeah. I got one good way of reforming police. Take police off the streets where they can arrest people when they're driving in their cars. When they can stop you from... Just a tail light out, all that ticket. Take away the dynamic of a police being able to stop you when you're in your car. Because 
not talking specifically about this one because this was, you know, he was called. The police mm-hmm. were called. But most of the interactions that a, a simple person has with police is when they're in their cars and they're driving. Whether it be probable cause of the police say he smelled weed, whether he say that there was a broken tail light, whether it was a broken tail light or not, right. or whether it was simply the police telling him to the point where he had to commit a crime or he d- did commit a, a wrong. Because here's the thing. A Baltimore police officer came out and said, there are a thousand citations that I can give a person when they're driving. There is no way that a person or a police officer can drive behind a person and they not commit a law. It, it's not even a crime. It's like a law citation because it's right. not crimes. It's just citations that they right. make up. So take away these police on the goddamn street trailing people in their cars. Because when you talk about kids getting shot a lot of times or unarmed men getting apprehended, it's always dealing with somebody outside of a car, in a car, driving, a stoplight, uh, getting out the car, somebody reaching for something that was really some sunglasses, but it was uh, deemed as a Glock 9. It's always dealing with that. So take these goddamn cops out the streets, put them in a the police station, let us call them when we need them, if we fucking need them. Mm-hmm. And let's deal with it like that. That could be one form of police reform. Now, that would also bring up the disparity of what happens on on-site, if an on-site situation comes on and there's no police available unless they're at the police station, though. Go, go a little bit more. Into so, that. like, say there's an altercation, say, point, like, Jacob Blake had to get deal with his baby mama. They had a fight. Maybe it was an altercation. Right. Police that are patrolling that area have to be on the streets, right? So, what if they're at the police station and there's no one within, let's say, a five, ten minute radius of getting to the situation to address, to handle the situation? Mm-hmm. Those five or ten minutes could also lead to somebody getting killed for right. no reason. Okay. So... Saying the police should stop tailing people, I agree, but taking them off the streets is like saying, well, we need to get a head start to do the bullshit that we want to do. Okay. So, I don't know. I can't really, I can halfway agree with that, but I can't always agree with that. I'm going I'm to um, halfway agree with what you said, and I'm going to give you a solution for the other half. Okay. Maybe not take them off the street. Because I will give you this. You're, you're absolutely right in the sense that if there is a crime going on, they have to be an earshot away of getting to that crime. Mm-hmm. Got to give you that. So let's just take away the fact that they can pull people over in their cars. Now, they can drive in their distinct precinct or distinct designation that they're patrolling, but they're not supposed to be pulling people over. Just drive when something comes through five-minute earshot within whatever you're patrolling. And we can have it just like this. But we got to get rid of this collection agency on wheels because that's all police officers are rendered as. They're just collection agents at this point that got guns, that got tempers and got past dramas or issues with a wife or issues with their brothers or emotional issues that they have in control. And that bleeds into the fact that stuff happens when you stop somebody. Do we have a moment to do breaking news? What's going on? I just saw a report, and I'm kind of hoping it's not true. Oh, shoot. This seems serious. What's going on? Could I, I got to brace myself for this? What's going on? Chadwick Bosman just died. That is... That is... Are you sure? And TMZ just reported that Chadwick... You said Chad, TMZ? 
Oh. Now, TMZ just reported Chadwick Bosman has died of colon cancer. I'm, 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 uh, uh, that is, At that is, eight, yeah. That is so unfortunate, man. That is so wow. unfortunate. Um, if this is true, RIP to Chadwick Bosman. Man, that is. RIP and best wishes, best regards to his entire family. I hope that we take away the fact that, um, you know, this man was influential. Um, th- that, that's that's very sad news. Man, the the original Black Panther. I mean, Black yeah. Panther was such a powerful movie for the culture. It literally catapulted basically uh, the black side of Marvel. Yeah. In a sense. It, it got people that was just mundane, novice, with uh, looking at action heroes, dealing with this. It catapulted them into saying, let me check out this Marvel thing. That That is a devastating hit. And I, I'm going to say something also, man. For the past six months, I don't know if you've ever saw Chadwick. Because his body was deteriorating. He was losing a lot of weight. And there were so many rumors. A lot of people said that maybe he was becoming a vegetarian and he was, uh, you know, fasting for a, a role or something like that. Yeah. And I believe a lot of people had their doubts. And I hate to see that it manifested in this way. Man. If, if this is true or not. But, you know, a lot of times when it's on TMZ... You know, because TMZ broke the Kobe thing, and that just left people. What? That that is very sad, and that's very unfortunate. I'm literally shook. Like I don't even know what to say at this point. It's like I remember we the segue from what we was talking about, but damn, I remember we were actually going. We went. We were gung ho about going to see Black Panther when we first heard about it. Yeah. We was like ready. We was like, this is like the most, the moment we, like, we've been waiting our whole lives to see something like this. Almost. Yeah. And we kind of just learned about Chadwick Bosman going up into this, and we know I was a cool dude. Like, we got to this point, and it was like, yo, we was going to see Black Panther. It was going to be dope. And then we went and saw it, and we was like, that was one of the best superhero films we had ever seen. And not only it was one of the most important superhero films we ever seen, it was one of the most powerful superhero films we've ever seen because it finally had enough proper representation of a black man trying to do the and, right and, thing. And that's what the coach, that was good for the culture right that there, man. That was definitely and good. And so that's where he's going to be remembered. Not just for Black Panther, right. but for influencing the culture in the way that he did with that movie, man. So this is just, this is like, a, this is like you getting hit in the stomach on this one. I'm like, 2020 man. has been one of the most, I don't know if you want to call it worst truth. Terracious, horrible, horrendous years, but it has been a year that's just snatching lives left and right. But this one, this hurts. Kobe Bryant hurt. Kobe Bryant, this is probably Steve. 2020 is so bad (laughs) that you just got news of a person dying that's Chadwick Boseman, and you wearing the jersey of another person that died in 2020. 2020. Is the, is the worst, worst year, year ever. <laughs> it ain't gonna get no worse than 2020. This is this is tragic. On a personal note, in 2020 alone, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to say. But in 2020 alone, I lost five of the closest family members I had. Yeah, 
that's unfortunate. I know that's that was a rough time. I lost my grandfather who raised me from the day I was born. He died of uh, complications of a stroke. I lost my uncle. I lost two uncles. I lost a younger cousin who got shot in a drive-by. I lost my um, auntie-in-law. She died of complications of um, several different things. She was sick for a long time. And finally, she uh, had a stroke, and they could not bring her back. And she was on the ventilator for two days in the midst of this COVID thing. It was right in the middle of the COVID, mm-hmm. and she passed away. So I can officially say that 2020 has been the worst year of my life. The worst year of my life. And now we have someone that has shot into becoming an icon just for the simple fact that actually Black Panther wasn't the only thing. He did the Jackie Robinson story, you know? He had a lot of influential things that he did, man. Right. And um, just RIP to the man and... and, 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 Yeah, shout out and rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Please send your prayers to Chadwick Boseman's family. Yes. And to anybody that's lost their lives, man, because we had just... We've had so many people that lost their lives, some unnecessarily, some, you know, natural, just like if Chadwick Boseman had, you know, what they uh, alleged that he had. It's like they said, stage three colon cancer. Stage three colon cancer. So we've had so many. It's just death has almost been around the corner. How do you even continue on now? Like, how do we continue on? Like. I guess we gotta we gotta keep going though. Yeah, because we gotta cover. We got one, you know? more, we got one more point we gotta pick up. Uh, and the thing about this point is, this is dealing with death too. Yeah. Because we're dealing still in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a 17 year old boy who felt that if this is what I what I've heard. There's two sides to the story. I'm gonna tell you both sides and tell the public both sides. The first side is this boy. He wanted to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin in order to protect the storefronts in Kenosha. So he brought his weapon that they said that he was trained in. When he got there, he was protecting it with the police. Somebody assaulted him, knocked him to the ground and threw a Molotov cocktail to him, or a Molotov, Molotov, Molotov. Molotov cocktail at him. Mm. He deflected that, shot back once, and that was the first time he wounded somebody. Then he was attacked by two more other people. One person had a skateboard and the other person had a gun. Once he got off the ground because they physically assaulted him, he shot back, turned himself into the police and reported everything. That's the first story I heard. The second story was this boy came down there basically on the bullets a bull-ish and he was basically a vigilante at the age of 17. Yeah. And he killed protesters that were literally out there protesting the shooting of the guy that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So those two stories I heard. So those are two sides and somewhere there's the truth. Right. So this is another story that I have a hard time just having a divisive decision on. Because there's so many sides to the story. On one hand, you know, the one thing we got to understand, what's the first thing of the Constitution? The right to freedom of speech. Second thing. Right to bear arms. Exactly. So sometimes we kind of vilify people in the court of public opinions when you see somebody with something, a gun, or he had a semi-assault rifle. No, he actually had an automatic assault rifle, an AR-15. 
But at the same time, you have to remember it is your constitutional right in order to be able to carry a gun. Now, the second thing and the more looming thing is he was a white man. Well, let me let me clarify that real quick. Okay. So when you say your constitutional right, now here is the thing: people don't understand. They're saying, "Well, he's underage." You're correct. Under law, you cannot purchase a weapon or gun or a semi-automatic rifle if you're under the age of 21. Unless you get written, you have confirmed consent from your parental figure or legal guardian. Yeah. And you, and that's what people don't understand because they're wondering why this boy all of a sudden, this 17-year-old has access to an AR-15. Because you once... To carry a gun, you have to have consent. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you cannot buy a gun. A, tr- a kid under the age of 21 cannot buy an AR-15. It has to be gifted to them by someone else, a family member in this case, which was right. the parent's parent or legal guardian. So he did acquire this AR-15 from, a, from his parents. Mm-hmm. So he got that. The thing that's going to cause the disarray right now is what do we consider his intentions are? Let's be understand this. So he traveled from Antioch, Illinois to Kenosha, Wisconsin. For anybody who lives in the, around that area, that's a 30-minute drive across the border from it's, Illinois. It's not that long at all. It's not at all. So you go across the border, you're in the middle of the street. So now you're... And people say, well, he was part of the militia that they called in to do that. For starters, for the record, not one news article reported confirmed that he was a member of the militia. I've never heard anyone confirm that he was a part of a militia at so, all. If he was doing this, this was based on his own intent. Right. Or the intent of his family also supported him in. So, he came through in the middle of civil unrest mm-hmm. and decided he wanted to patrol the streets because he has also been he was also a cadet. He was in a cadet uh, program in Grawling County Police Department. Well, you know his mother was a police officer. Mother was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Daddy was a redneck, whatever. Why, why we got to go? Because <laughs> uh, you know this always. But um, so he took it upon himself to do what he wanted to do as yeah. far as dispatching justice. So the question I would ask you, so if you want to know, I would ask these very simple questions. First of all, one. Why a 17-year-old has made up his mind to say, I want to go into the middle of a, basically a riot, mm-hmm. a civil protest with an AR-15 and think he's just going to protect and serve, doing a job that's not even his job? Why would his parents allow that? that? Why would his parents help him or assist him in doing that? I got a simple question. Well, I got a simple answer for that. Real quick, go ahead. Because they was a part of it too. That is not, this is a 17-year-old boy that basically had almost military training on mm-hmm. how to use an assault rifle. This yeah. is a mentality of the family. Right. It wouldn't be surprised if his father wasn't somewhere down there with him. He just didn't get caught doing the same stuff. Right. I believe that this was a family vacation, almost in a sense, to go down there and do their form of justice. Right. You know, a lot of people, especially when you deal with Caucasians and this whole looting dynamic, you got two sides. You got the Antifa side where they're the ones that's causing the mayhem. And then you got this alt-right side that they're the ones supposed to be protecting America mm-hmm. or protecting the convenience stores. I believe that as a family, 
that it's going to come out that his mother and his father went down there because you asked why. Mm -hmm. I'm asking how. How did this boy, the assault rifle, so he loaded up an assault rifle in the back of his car, mm -hmm. drove to Wisconsin, mm -hmm. unpacked it, had a conversation with the police, had a conversation with the convenience store owners, said, I'm going to patrol, went down there, brandishing a big-ass gun, mm -hmm. and then got attacked. A lot of this stuff is not making sense, bro. It's not making sense. It, it don't make sense. Because you're wondering, like, like I said, why the fuck are you even there? Why is he there? Why are you there? You're 17. Why are you there? You're not representing anybody but yourself. You want to know why he was there? Because it's a family affair. It's family. And then not only, did that, not only that, to be aware that the situation happened, for the Kenosha police to understand that this 17-year-old boy... Mm. Is carrying an AR-15 And the first thing that go to your mind is You don't know why you Why would you not stop him Like hey What are you doing around here And you know something that's Kind of crazy that they did mention They said that the actual Kenosha police Was assisting him Right Helping him To do what they were doing <laughs> So that we don't say Bless you and my family I'm sorry I don't know where We got that tradition But I can't do it bro that's just gonna have to die in the wind. And the thing is, and then not only that, not only are you not detained by police, you walk past the police. After you were done what you're doing, you went home. Did he go home or did he go to the police office? They say he went home. Now, this is what I heard. I heard that after he got finished doing the shooting and getting assaulted, he walked into the police station and basically told them what happened. Okay, and they basically told them, "Okay, we see what happened. We're going to have to investigate." Now, I don't know if they locked them up, detained them, arrested them, or do it processed or anything like that. For what I was heard from the reports that I read, he was detained. He was arrested when he was back at home in Antioch, Illinois. So that means he had to cross the border and went back. So, so it's that bad where he went in, told, "Hey, man, I just killed a couple of people." Right. Wow. Alright, well go ahead and get out of here, bro. Don't be doing that. And they let him go and go back go to Antioch. Wow. And then That's probably crazy. and then probably understand and then they probably came back and like, wait, 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 that, they all know maybe they didn't take him <laughs> seriously. It's like, oh, you know. So he went back to reading his newspaper. Yeah. They're like, oh wait, yeah, but he really crazy. Did kill That's what <laughs> and then and he had to be apprehended at his home in Antioch and extradited back to Wisconsin so he could go ahead and face his charges. Which we know is already getting the Caesar being plotted for that. We know this defense is already getting plotted for that. We know it's about to be a shit show whenever this shit gets to trial. We know they're going to play the self-defense card. Because, you know, as much as fucked up as we know it is, from the footage that we have seen, it's almost like you can see that that's where they're going. And you can almost see that... Yeah, yeah. So the problem thing, the problem I think is not gonna lie within the second video, which we've seen when him was getting jumped by the two people, that's when he starts shooting the second person. Was what transpired with the first person he shot. Yeah. So the press the, the point is is that was the self-defense done was that shooting done before or after that? And that's what the prosecution is gonna have to find a way. It's almost like you know it's gonna be a shit show, but you almost know. That he might get off on this. I got a very, very unquestion. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. And this is a question and a statement. 
we know that this 17-year-old boy was a Caucasian male. We also know that the victims of this were Caucasian themselves. My question is, do black people actually really care about this at all? Do you really think that black people will really care? We, at some extent, we would say, well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, no, uh-huh. here's the thing. No, here's the thing. I hear the tap dancing under the table. No, right no, no, no. no. Here's, here's the thing, reason <laughs> why. Here's why I say I can't unanimously, unanimously say no. Right. Because we heard of Antifa. Yes. We've seen how they masquerade themselves under our movements to cause disruption. Most definitely. So if this is a disruption over, if this is disruption over a protest over what happened with Jacob Drake. So. If that's the situation, that's not a good look on us. It's still not going to be a good look on us. Mm. Now, we will say, oh, well, two white people got shot and killed by this one white kid. It ain't our problem. But here's the thing, though. Wouldn't it be ironic that him getting convicted and put away is because he killed two white people? I was almost about to laugh. but Because I it wouldn't be about two <laughs> black people. They probably would have just said, oh, well. Shit happens. You know what? Well, first of all, I think we need to designate uh, a lot of other races from joining into our marches and our protests because it's starting to seem like they cause more goddamn harm than they do good. Because with this Antifa thing, now we don't know who's who. We first always suspected that when a Caucasian or a different race, sometimes Hispanic, mm-hmm. because they can sometimes go into that Caucasian fold, gets into a black situation, a.k.a. protest, march, or civil rights, that it kind of goes bad. Mm-hmm. So at certain points, it's almost like, okay, even though it's us and we like the unity, mm-hmm. y'all cause more good, more, y'all cause more bad than good. So why don't y'all take a break? Stop getting to our stuff. Now we got another fascist of Antifa that's coming here, and that's predominantly Caucasian. Now we have, instead of dealing with Jacob Blake, we're dealing with a 17-year-old boy that shot some white people, and we don't know what the hell the story is. Mm -hmm. It always takes the center off of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and almost makes it into a shit show at the end of the day. Because this truly is a shit show. A 17-year-old boy got a gun getting beat over the head with a skateboard, almost getting shot, turning back, shooting two people, running to the police office, turning himself in, going home, eating a sandwich, coming back and getting extradited. That's a shit so from what really happened with Jacob Blake. I'm just more surprised that this boy made it out of that shit alive. That's, That's why they need to stay their ass at home. This is amazing that this boy ended up surviving. Did this happen on a Monday? Huh? This happened on the moon? It was a Tuesday. Tuesday? Damn COVID. Yeah. Damn COVID. He need to be in school. He need to have his ass in school. Okay? Uh-huh. But because he got to do his shit online, yeah. he took his ass to... Con- no? Okay. No? Yeah. No? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. This, this is a definite no where I'm going with this. Listen, man. I'm telling you, bro. COVID is affecting us in so many ways, man. You need so to good. open your eyes so and see we need to get these kids back in school, man. This shit, now they going and killing people, man. Two people got shot in the ass because goddamn Lake Central can't open right now. There's a lot of parents that probably want to agree with you like that, <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not the case. Hey, you know what's messed up? When they was taking their trip to Kenosha, he was probably doing his homework online. Mm. In the car and shit, while he was cleaning his pistol. 
That's fucked up, man. We need to get these kids back in school, bro. Final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> fucking mom, stop at the gas station, bro. Please. Fucking starving back here. We got under five minutes. That was the we got final under five thought. minutes. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> listen, it. man. Kids in school. Okay. We have a lot of... Stay in school. We got a lot of inconclusive evidence on both parts, man. Of course, I'm always going to ride with my uh, African-American people. Police reform definitely needs to happen. We need to get them off the street. That's what I truly feel. Um, I, I know the only reason why they're on the streets is to make money for the city and the government and the township they're on. But there needs to be another creative way of the town making money. Because that's all police is. To protect and serve the town or the city that they're in. And the money that they make is blood money because they get it by apprehending and destroying the lives of black families across the nation. There has to be another way we do police reform. There has to be another way that we control this situation. And this is the thing. The only biggest way we can control this is by cutting the money. Because it all boils down to money. That's the only reason why they don't want to get these cops off the street from driving and stopping people. Because it breaks down the money. But how many people you going to get lives taken because you want to keep your revenue stream for some parking tickets or a traffic citation or something that's non-volatile, like crossing over on a stop sign or getting in a left lane or, or something like that. Industry 4.0, we can take this over automated. CGI, we can take it over so many type of ways where we don't need human beings with emotional issues with a gun uh, messing with people that they actually already got a bias for. We've had that for how many years? Since the beginning of slavery. We need police reform in the sense of getting these muds off the streets or driving in the cars but not being able to pull over people. There's also, well, see, that's also going to come to conflict because the problem with that is is that now you're also trying to trust the public a little bit more. And unfortunately, we've already seen that the public can't be trusted at certain times. <laughs> so... That's a bit of a gamble. It's God always a damn catch right. I'm not gonna pay that ticket. It's a catch twenty. <laughs> yeah, it's a catch twenty two. Oh, it, it, yeah, damn right. The ticket is a goddamn right. I'm gonna bust this one, this this storefront up. Goddamn right. I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker that's in my house that I didn't want them to be there because they messing around with my girl. You wow. goddamn right. I'm just gonna go out here and kill fifteen people out here just because. Okay, but now you're going a little extreme. So that's why I say, you know, certain <laughs> My final thought is simple. We know what's coming. We know what's coming up. I said this before on our last podcast episode. I need y'all to understand this. We're now under nine weeks from this election coming up. And all the shit, everything's going to come up. Mm-hmm. So I need people to understand and Get yourself educated Get yourself enlightened Try to separate emotions from what you're from lot to your, And you apply your logic Because you're going to need it Under the next nine weeks Because it is about to get real About to get thick On that note That Thanks, concludes man. another episode Of the Brothers Podcast Once again, rest in peace to Chadwick Bossman. It is a sad, sad day for the culture right now. Yes, it is. For Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. 
I'm Steven City P. Watson, and on that note, we are out. Peace.